Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Game Changer. I'm David Villa here with the one and only Diana. How are you? I'm good. Good. Whoops. You're good? I'm good. I forgot. I don't glasses. usually wear these. I'm wearing glasses. My secret's out. I'm you need to wear them. I need to wear I think them. your secret's out anyway when people, either that or you can't read sometimes. This so, is true. <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure. Guys, that. I really can read. I usually just can't see. <laughs> So when you put your glasses on, you can read and see. I once was blind and now I see. Now I see. We're going to talk about refusing to let go of God-given dreams today. Refusing to let go of God-given dreams. And when I think of this, uh, there's a lot of people in the Bible um, that fit this bill, right? A lot of people. But when I think of a person in the Bible who exemplifies refusing to let go of his dreams, even in the face of difficult circumstances, I think of the Old Testament character, Joseph. Joseph, right? Joseph was the grandson of Abraham. Imagine having Abraham as your granddad. I mean, like you're, you're, you're you know, it's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over Lala and Poppy's house, right? Your Poppy is grand, is Abraham, you know, father Abraham, you know, everyone else sings the song in Sunday school. You're just like, you know, you're just like my grandpa Abraham, his uh, grandson. And one of the 12 sons of Jacob and, um, and, and obviously we know Jake, Joseph is the, the, the boy that had the coat of many colors his dad gave him. And in Genesis 37, God gave Joseph a dream. That's the, that's the thing I want to start with. God gave it to Joseph. God gave him a dream. It wasn't, it wasn't indigestion. It wasn't bad pizza. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't his ambitions. It was a God given dream that someday he would be a leader over his older brothers. And, and so when we read his story, it's important for us to remember Joseph heard from God before he heard his brother's plot to take his life. So it started with a God thing. You know, I'm reminded of Hebrews 12 that says that Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And a lot of times we're like, you know, God, come on, get, you know, step in here. I need you to you know, to come in and, and, and help me, you know, finish this. I need you to help me, you know, make it. But we forget that he was the author of it. He was the one that spoke it into existence. So Joseph, he heard from God before he heard from his brothers. And so Joseph received his dreams before his slavery. And Joseph refused to let go of them when all evidence pointed to his dreams being over and unfulfilled. So I want to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about refusing to let go of God-given dreams. Some people would call it stubborn, but I, I think it's I think it's more than that, right? If we're going to be stubborn, you know, let's be tenacious, right? Tenacious. I, I look at tenacity. I look at um, an, a perseverance and, you know, um, an unrelenting, you know, desire to see God's purpose come to pass in your life. And, I um, immediately refusal. think of Job refusing to let go until you bless me. Mm. That's really a hard place to be in sometimes. It's like, all hell's breaking loose and you're still like, no, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. That takes faith. Mm -hmm. um, you know, last week we kind of talked a little bit and touched a little bit on this, but there was something, and I was talking with someone yesterday and I couldn't remember for some reason. I was like, I totally had a, Just a absence moment. of moment of memory, but you know, something that the Lord has been really dealing with me is about believe big, dream big, pray big. And um, I couldn't remember believe. I was like, what is it, that other word that the Lord gave me? And I, for whatever reason, I had notes, like scriptures in my notes in my phone, but I didn't actually write those three words, believe, dream, and pray big. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, what, what 
is a, a dream, a big dream is something that God's given you because nine times out of 10, it's going to require faith to walk it out and, and, and get to there, you know, so it's bigger than you. But I think somewhere in the journey of getting the dream and, and walking it out, you know, we forget to believe that the word of the Lord was true and what he said, he will, you know, he will complete it. He will finish it. But are we going to be in daily communication and prayer with God to help us get through the bumps in the road to get to the, the end result? Um, and I think that's where we, we fall short. It's like, yeah, I have a great dream and, but I think we lose um, sight of believing God for it and praying through it. Yeah. Well, God gives us the dream often, right? to first help us prepare with hope for the future. And that's really what it is. We have to realize, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about, and I've often thought of this analogy of the, the camera, right? When you look through the old, the camera of old, you look through the lens and you see the finished product. You see the dream. You see, you know, you see the, you see the item at its fruition. You see what it's going to look like. You envision it. Actually, often in God, it's better than you can even envision. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say not often, I'd say always, you know, when, when you finally get there, it's better than, you know, you could have imagined. And that really goes along with Ephesians 3.20 that says, you know, unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that's working in us. And so, but the, so the dream, but let's go back to that, 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 that camera analogy, you know, you're looking through and you're seeing possibly what the finished product is. You're seeing enough of it where even in your mind, before you can see what God's plan is going to unfold and really look like, you know, it's kind of like heaven, you know, it's going to blow our minds, but in our mind, it still is big enough to keep us wanting to get there. It's still, it's still grand enough reading the scriptures and the descriptions to want to get there, but yet we haven't seen it. And so God often gives us the dream first to help prepare us with hope for the future. And, you know, that's what faith is. The Bible says in, in Hebrews, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And so, you know, we, um, you know, we have this, this substance. There's something there. It's tangible. It's a substance of things hoped for, right? It's a, a pile of dreams, a pile of vision. This is what I want to see. And it's a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not yet seen. And so um, the dreams are what sustained Joseph during extremely difficult circumstances. And often that's what they do for us as well, right? We have to go back and revisit that dream. We have to go back and maybe reread that dream again, you know? And um, I think one thing you said earlier about <clears throat> Ephesians, about according to the power that works in us, we have to make sure we have God in us mm -hmm. and that we're growing the God in us by, um, you know, being within the things of God, the word of God, the people of God, being encouraged by the word of God. You know, David encouraged himself. Sometimes you might not have people in your life that are encouraging the dream or the vision that God's placed within you. So just like David, you got to encourage yourself sometimes and, you know, and have that communication and relationship. So the God, you know, according to the power that works in us, well, how do you get something in you? You have to put it in you. And I think we forget that too. I think sometimes we're riding on the mountaintops of our, our journey to the dream, right? Because yeah. there's, there's valleys in, and mountaintops getting to the final destination. I think we're riding high on those things that we forget to put the God in us. And then when we run into trial and, and, and resistance and conflict, um, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I lost sight of that dream because I haven't been 
you know, feeding it with, you know, God, keeping God in it because we get haughty and prideful. And I think we lose sight of the one that's given us the dream, the talents, the abilities, and we lose sight of that. And um, so, yeah. And just, just like the dreams sustained Joseph during extremely difficult circumstances, your God-given dreams, my God-given dreams will sustain you and I as well. And no matter what our future holds. But here's the question. Okay, so let's let's get down to it. So it's like, you know, cause, because sometimes I think that messages could stop here. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. I believe that. But it still necessarily doesn't help us walk through, you know, the issues. So how do we stay devoted to our dreams? How do we stay devoted to our family? How do we stay devoted to our faith when we're in the midst of a holding cell? I want you to think about that for a second, like the one Joseph experienced, right? Joseph had this dream, and then he went through, we call them challenges, but really he went through just a season of delay, a season of, you know, had this dream, and then his brothers threw him in a pit, you know, and then he was in a pit, you know, where you got to think about it. A pit just wasn't like a, it wasn't just a challenge. It was a place where, you know, dreams weren't fulfilled. Dreams didn't come to fruition. And then he went from that holding that, that pit to, you know, being sold into slavery and he became a slave. He became somebody that had to really, um, help someone else's dream come true, you know? Um, and you know, because Potiphar, you know, was a wealthy man and Joseph was his, his servant, even though he had, you know, he found favor in Potiphar's eyes, became a, a leader in his home. He still was making that person's dream come true. And then he went from there, you know, we're really the enemy um, through a lie, through something that wasn't true, right? He was placed <clears throat> in another, <clears throat> excuse me, another pit, so to speak, or or a holding cell, which was jail, right? He was wrongfully accused, but there he was again. <clears throat> and then, so all of this delay that went on. So how do we stay devoted to our dreams? How do we stay devoted to our family? How do we stay devoted for our faith in the midst of our holding cell, and, um, I think you stay faithful to the things that God's put in your life at that time. You know, when you, I immediately thought of when you said Joseph was working towards someone else's dream, Potiphar's dream. He remained faithful <clears throat> in that season, you know, allowing, you know, God opened up this door. He's serving and working under this person. He did it as unto the Lord, and the Lord honored that. So, in essence, he was sowing seed. You know, I've heard something like that. I mean, I'm going to mess up the quote because I, I can't think of it exactly, but basically, if you want to see your dreams fulfilled, help someone else's dreams. Yeah, that you're sowing that seed because there is, you know, a, a law of sowing and reaping. So I would say, in the season you're in right now, the place you're in right now, are you sowing good seeds so that in due season that you can reap from that, or are you doing it begrudgingly? This is where I'm at, and uh, and you're doing it, you know, with not the right heart, and you know, so what. I guess really one of the challenges would be what so what seeds are you sowing? I, I would take that as so to answer the question, I would take your point as faithfulness. You know, I mean that's what I got out of that. You're it's you're being faithful. You're being faithful with the few, so you can become ruler over many. You're being you know you're despising not the day of small beginnings. You're you know you're you're sowing in, you're giving, and you're being faithful. You know, bloom where you're planted. Remember the book that we read years and years ago. So I think that's a great point. So so first key to how do I stay devoted, you know, to my dreams, my family, my faith, even when I'm in the midst of a holding cell, would be remain faithful. You know, um, I think that this is important too. Here's another one: when we doubt God, we must be honest about our feelings, you know, um, <clears throat> and questions. I think you know, I have questions. I have feelings. You know, I have. You know, I have hesitations. I, I love the story in the Bible. It's a lot easier for me, by the way, 
to get excited about the thing that you said, the faithfulness, rather than it is for me to get vulnerable about my feelings. It might be easier for you to get, <laughs> I might have answered your, I might have actually answered what you kind of lean to, but I do love the story in the Bible and it really, because it ultimately, you might, I may not like expressing them <clears throat> or being that vulnerable as a, as a man, as a guy, um, but I have them. And I'm challenged by them, and so when it's just me and God, you know, it's it's, it's uh, sometimes it's easier to be that vulnerable, transparent, because He sees it anyway. Or, or at least I've gotten to a place. And I love that story in the Bible where the man says, "I believe, help, help my unbelief. unbelief." And so, being honest lets us move towards our relationship with God. You know, Jesus' <clears throat> question. I mean, yes. He knew from the beginning His purpose. Right. As He entered this world, and He wa- walked it out, and He, you know walk this world, many miracles, but he knew where he was headed. Right. And still on the cross, knowing what he was destined to do, he still said, you know, if this cup passed for me. Yeah. So maybe you're in He's this like, season. He's like, why have you forsaken yeah, me? Yeah, why have you forsaken me? And we've all questioned, like, where are you at, God? Yeah. You told me this is where I was going to be, but where are you at? Why have you forsaken me? And, hey, can you let this cup pass for me? Right. But the next part of that is, but... Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so, you know, we've got to come to a place where we, not my will, but your will, God. I'm going to trust you in it. And then ultimately, obviously, he did. You know, another scripture that I thought about was in Philippians 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I think when we're going through tough times, we forget to be thankful and have gratitude for, you know, what we do have. you got to find the good nuggets, even in bad situations. Mm -hmm. Let your requests be known to God. It's okay to come to your Heavenly Father and let Him know exactly what you're thinking, what you're feeling, your requests, your wants, your desires. He already knows it, but... Go ahead and tell them. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So being honest lets us move towards our relationship with God. You know, and hi, and here's the, here's the fact. Hiding our doubts and questions will keep us stuck and powerless. Because we can't do it on our own anyway. We're powerless, right, without Him. And then the worst part about it is when you're in the middle of being, when you're stuck. And so can I just say this? We won't reach our dreams by accident. Yeah, that's good. We will not end up stronger in our faith after times of trial by default. You know, the only thing that happens on its own, right, is 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 decline, right? If you if you leave a vehicle out in the middle of the yard, the only thing that's going to happen by nature is just rust. And um, <clears throat> so this is an active stance. It's a battle. And so here's another one: identify and deal with thoughts that are contrary to what we know to be true about God and his plan for our life. So if God's word says one thing, but yet the society says something else, or the world, or the enemy, or even you, you know, listening to all the noise, you've developed a narrative that this isn't going to happen for me, or this isn't going to be the way it is, or this isn't, this isn't, this is, this is for someone else, but not for me, then we have to look at that, and, and we have to identify, first of all, and then deal with the thoughts that are contrary. So first of all, identify and say, that's a, that's not that doesn't line up with the Word of God. I'm going to identify that. And then we have to deal with them. You can't just ignore them. You have to deal with them. <clears throat> you have to bring them down. And I love the 2 Corinthians 10 that says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. And here's the thing, to the casting down of imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of who God is. So if you have that knowledge of who he is through his word, you can tear down those. You can't just ignore them, but identify them. 
And, um, you know, and, 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 and if you do that, these, these contrary thoughts that are, that I believe that God will then begin to shine light back on his plan. And while and Joseph did this really quick, while he was in prison for a crime he didn't commit, Joseph continued to believe that God was in control. And that's the key, right? He continued to believe that God was in control. And um, I think we all have thoughts and have actions that are contrary to God's principles and God's word. But I've really, over the course of time, I have come to a place that I have to, I ask the Lord to help me recognize those things, but I have to bounce my thoughts very quickly, right? Um, I lost my father a few years ago, and, and there's probably not any day that I don't think about him on some level because of wanting to enjoy, like, Things that are the the hurts of life, the 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 joys of life, the conquering of life, the successes of life, mm-hmm. and you know when I first lost him, it would take me down a road of just like like grieved, like you know <clears throat> how am I gonna not have him here? You know he's been so important in my life, but I got to a point where the Lord allowed me to get to a place. How do I get through? How did I get through that? When I start to think about that and then think about what I've lost, my thoughts have to bounce about what I have. And I have great memories with my father. I have, you know, uh, my kids have been impacted by my father. How many people, you know, in our circle has been impacted? So when you start to go down a downward spiral, you have to bounce your thoughts. You can't stay there and dribble in that area. You got to bounce it out. And, you know, I immediately thought of the scripture, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever is true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You have to think and meditate on the word of God, the principles of God, the praiseworthy things in your life. You have to meditate on them, you know, those snapshots of those good things. you got to make them markers and remember on it until, and guess what? That encourages yourself in the Lord so that you can take the next step. Amen. Amen. We're almost finished here, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. And so let's give you the recap of just the three points. There's so many more in the Bible. I mean, there's tons of them, but the three that we kind of went over here, um, you know, what do I do, right? What do I do when I doubt, right? What, what, how do I stay devoted to my dreams? How do I stay devoted for my, to my family, to my faith, to my business, to my, to my dreams, to the plan? Um, that God has for my life. And, you know, number one, we talked about faithfulness, you know, being faithful. Number two, really just being honest with God. He can handle it. Um, And, you know, I guess just a a kind of a a part B, I guess, to that one is just um, identifying and dealing with thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. And then as Diana just brought up, um, you know, certainly not least, but you you brought up thinking on, you know, um, these things and meditating on the word of God. So when you identify the things that are contrary, then replace them or re-replace them or remind yourself about the things of God. So you know, can I just say this? You know, Joseph was alone. See, I mean, if you can identify with this as we as we close today, abandoned by his family, alone in a foreign country, wrongfully sentenced to prison, he 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 certainly had the an excuse to wonder if God was present. So if you wonder, God, are you there? You know, maybe you maybe you can relate to these things at that level in your life today in 2023. Maybe you're not abandoned by your family or alone in a foreign country or wrongfully sentenced to prison, but you can relate to these things in your heart, in your life, in your psyche, in your mind, emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, relationally. And here's the thing. God has every right to remedy our situation or let our worst fear come to be. I mean, he has all, he has the right to do that. He's a sovereign God. Even if he doesn't answer the way we want, God is still good 
and he's still on the throne. And our responsibility is with our faith and our actions. And so I want you to say that prayer at the end there, that the last little line there, just something a little short that we could just say together, just as a prayer and a declaration. Would you mind reading that? Father, help me to accept the dreams you give me so that I know how to protect them and hold on to hope. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to hold on to hope today? Make sure if you have not already, please subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple. And also, if you're watching um, on YouTube, we want to thank you. If not, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And uh, we um, would love to hear from you. And if you're on social media and you post, make sure you tag us. Uh, we love to see what God is doing in your life. Download our Game Changer app. We have close to 7,500 people that have downloaded the app just in the last years. What a blessing it's been. Um, there's a lot of resources on the app as well. And you can download that on Android or Apple by just typing in Game Changer by IPD Agency. I uh, love you guys and appreciate you. This episode drops every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on all platforms. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Game Changer Podcast. Have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. Amen.